When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Andy Baskin. I'm Daryl Ryder. Reminder, mobile sports betting is finally legal here in Ohio. That happened in January. BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or by downloading the BetQL app and claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. Daryl, let's switch gears now. Let's talk about the defense. And obviously, when you have a new defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, there's going to be a lot of talk. He is in his honeymoon period, and all the talk is good. Yeah, well, um, it was interesting today. You know, Rodney McLeod played for Schwartz in Philadelphia, won a Super Bowl with the Eagles uh, under Schwartz. Um, that It really stood out when... He talked about how, you know, not only does Schwartz demand excellence, hold people to a, a high standard. He said he could already sense that was happening here, but he used two words that I think were or are critically important to the Browns' success on that side of the football this year, Andy. And that was culture shifter. And those two words certainly caught uh, my attention. Um, and, you know, the, the fact that players that have been here, including Miles Garrett, have already noticed a bit of a difference with Schwartz in charge. I, I just I, I just think it's all positive. Just seeing the way Schwartz goes about coaching and practice uh, on a regular basis, being exposed to that, seeing him move around drill to drill and his involvement there. Uh, him not being afraid, uh, maybe afraid's the wrong word, hesitant. Him not being hesitant to step in and get after guys when things are not being the, the done the way he wants them done or to the standard that he expects them to be done is, uh, I don't want to say refreshing, but you you can see his impact on the field. I Are mean, we talking just technique issues or just uh, like, a little bit saying? of everything, okay. you know, technique, uh, energy, speed, whatever. Right. Uh, and look, I I've seen coaches get in players uh, backsides during practice before. Um, was he, or was he, uh, you know, but no, I mean, teaching. I'm speaking in general of, of my observations of him to this point, having seen now, uh, Three. I don't have an abacus. I, I, a, oh, I thought you were going to tell me how many defensive coordinators you've seen. No, I uh, I would have to pull up pull up the Daryl Ryder Browns bleep sheet for that. Ah. Um, to 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 give you that information because yeah, my head hurts thinking about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can you just you can feel his presence on the field, and you can certainly feel uh, the players respond to him on the field. How about that? Well, you know, and Miles Garrett had to, was kind of asked a comparison for Schwartz. So you tell me. 
Yeah, well, I, I was the one that asked him for his oh, first okay. impressions of uh, of Schwartz because this is the first time we've gotten to talk to Miles, really, right. in a long, long time. And I'm going to read the quote to you just because I, I don't want to misquote him. Sure. And I don't want to, and I don't want to risk, you know, having his words taken out of context. He said this quote, I think he just helps simplify things. And I don't think that's a knock on Joe Woods. Right. I think you really have to be intent on knowing your personnel, trying to tune in what their skill sets and their abilities and capabilities are. And if you put too much on somebody's plate rather than someone else's, that can lead to disruption and really a disconnection between sometimes groups on the field. And I think we saw that early in the season with some of the big misreads that we had on the back end. And I think he's really helped break it down for some of the guys in the back end. And I think he's done the same up front, allowing us really to play free. Studying the playbook while I was gone, it's pretty deep, but it's all still pretty simple, end quote. So I think Miles was trying to do his best to explain the differences between Joe Woods and Jim Schwartz, while easier not, to understand and easier to communicate with each other, is correct. that what we're getting at? Everything is simplified. You're not thinking about if this happens, I got to do this, and if that happens, I need to do that, and if it's you know something else happens, well then I got to go do something else. And and I you know I, I think that that's what Miles was getting at. He was trying not to criticize Joe Woods. But inherently, by explaining the differences, let's be honest about it, Andy, it is a criticism. Like, it explains what the hell right. was going wrong last year. So I am not saying that Garrett was criticizing Joe. Just his his explanation was a very clear painting of the picture of just everything that was going wrong last year. And the fact that now Schwartz coming in, and look, he's not the first guy to say this this offseason. He's about the 20th. OK, and it's it's just very clear that guys were th- doing were being required to do too much thinking last year instead of just playing the game. And that led to mistakes being made. Whereas doesn't, this year, doesn't that bother you, though, that we went yes. through an entire season with such a simple conceptual change? Yes, it it it, it does bother me. Um I will criticize Joe Woods. Miles doesn't have to do that. I'll, I'll I, I got you, Miles, on that. I'll, I'll take care of that for you. Um, yeah, Joe Woods sucked as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, but doesn't it. the Bucks stop with Kevin? I mean, at some point, if we you you can sit here right now, we can all sit here and say it was too complicated, too complicated. Shouldn't Kevin have stepped in and said, "Joe, man, these guys don't get it. We're not understanding. It. We're all watching the same film. We have got to change our approach to trying to educate our defense on getting better." Well, why, why do you think that I, happened? Why do you think I kept saying last year about Kevin Stefanski? You either want to be a head coach or an offensive coordinator. Now, I have talked to uh, both current and former players uh, around the league that have explained to me that it is not uncommon to be fair to Kevin here. It is not uncommon for the head coach who is an offensive minded or leaning right. head coach to leave the defense to the devices of the defensive coordinator. So I want to be fair to Kevin Stefanski here. Um, I get it, but when the problem is communication, that had to be. I I know. And then last year, though, he needed to step in, and he didn't. 
So this year, what did he do? He went out and hired a guy that now he can really leave the defense to. But he doesn't have to step in for. He doesn't. He there. There is no reason for him to step in now. So yes, I, I do feel like last year that was a failing of Kevin Stefanski is that he did not step in. Look. I had many players tell me that they they rarely saw Kevin involved uh, defensively. It was just it was Joe Wood's show. Uh, yeah. But again, it was also explained to me that that's not unusual around the league where those offensive minded head coaches leave the defense to do their thing. The problem was Joe Woods apparently was the wrong guy to leave the defense, do their thing for, if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Um, Daryl, defensively, anything else that you want to add from? Uh, uh, the trash talk was epic. Um, policy prohibits me from giving you some quotes. Um, uh, and I'll give I'll do a little inside football for folks because you might okay. be they're listening to the podcast like, well, Daryl, what are you leaving the good stuff out for? Here's yeah, Daryl, what are you leaving the good stuff out for? You can swear, no one cares. Yeah, well, no, it's not about swearing, it's about you know, quote because what's said on the practice field has to stay on the practice field okay. to be fair. I mean, it is a privilege for us to be able to watch these practices and, and see some of the things that we do see, like, you know, if a coach is getting after a guy in practice, right. I mean, it's right. kind of unfair to be, you know, publicizing that. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, boy, are, you know, and I'm just, well, then that's why I said that Jim Schwartz is a pretty tough guy. Can, right. Is but I'm just saying like quoting things that we're saying it, it that's, that's a, but I, I will say this, the, 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 the trash talk from the defense, especially Juan Thornhill was on point late in practice. I, I will say that it, it was borderline hilarious at times. Now so, I need to know. And you know no. what? We need to take a break. So I'm going to try to dive into it a little bit more <laughs> here in a second. It's always game day in Cleveland.